episode of Unwrapped, your favorite rap podcast. Podcast? Podcast? Problemcast. We're a podcast, technically. Speaking. Why do you say technically? Well, because technically meaning based on the technological things I have in place and where we post, it's a podcast. So technically we are. Literally, it's Because I know you. I know there's, I know there's this something behind the statement. This is just your I know there's something behind the statement. That's why I asked. But I know you're not going to get into it on air. So instead, there's I'm, I'm just going to keep rolling. I'm just going to keep rolling. I'm one of your you're co-hosts, K-Pricks. You can find me everywhere at K-Pricks. I'm joined always by my other co-hosts. Max Hamer speaking. Correct. And today we have a guest in the studio. We do. Why don't you introduce yourself? Go ahead and roll yourself in. Hey, how's it going? Um, I'm Devlin Marino. Uh, I'm one of the guys um, in uh, Buffalo Hip Hop Collective. Uh, I've actually been a journalist covering uh, Buffalo Hip Hop for over a year now. Uh, even before I was with the uh, collective, I had my own blog and I would interview lots of different um, artists in the community and stuff. Cool, cool. Which is good. It's good to get coverage on a local creative scene, especially in Buffalo. Um, so I like that there is, I mean, I consider us sometimes coverage of the local scene. So it's good to have somebody else because, you know, we like to, uh, it's, it's sometimes they get, you know, being within it is not enough. You need outside eyes to kind of tell people what's going on. Well, I, that's actually exactly why I kind of like started the blog in the first place was I, um, had kind of seen it on the outside, and then I started going to some shows, and I was like, "Shit, this is like really, really good." Right. Um, like, more what, people. What was the show that changed that for you? That made you think this way? So, uh, at first, it started like um, I, I knew I had to, I had to do a blog, and like I, I know, I think know you guys know my first interview is actually Kevin Spears. Um, mm-hmm. I did a right. I did a, a profile like on him, so it was a human interest piece, and I pretty much just like wrote about like his producing stuff and like all the stuff he's done there. So. Um, but I don't know. I saw. I think I saw Freak the Mighty. It might have been. I don't know exactly what show. But one of the first shows that I really recall was it was uh, like a Soda Pope sh- show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Kane Wave was there. Keys of the Flare was there. Um, there was a. There was a lot of. It was a really good lineup. I can't remember all of it at the moment. But like after that, that was in the summer. Like I just. I just started covering it a lot more, and I. I. Um, I just did more interviews. Cool. 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 Yeah, it's interesting. Um, seeing a scene develop like this. I think that for me, similarly, I go to shows and I think we all have or had friends that make music like kind of as you in high school going into college or that's like their hobby and the hobbyists that turned it into like uh, performances. I think for me, the significance of the Buffalo movement was seeing how the crowd reacted to some of the music that was being played in the earlier stages because I understood a lot of it was just friends of the performers. But in in the same way, if you can get a crowd to move and you can get, you know, a following like that, that's there's something there. It's not just, you know, people throwing up beats on SoundCloud. And that yeah, I mean that's the thing about the Buffalo community that like I think a lot of people don't take seriously is that like there's really like serious artists out here that are really good and they're really talented and like even with like not a lot of tools in front of them. They're they're putting out really good music, and like even though like a lot of the shows don't get a lot of people at them, I mean you're still getting really really good performances. Um, I mean this community really like is about like, I mean you guys know firsthand like everyone is really like together and they really like support each other. Right. Yeah. So once you get inside the community, it really really 
people, I don't know, man. Like, it's just amazing. And it's not hard. It's a welcoming community. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you decide you want to be a part of this community, they're not going to... They're not going to say no. They're going to say, "Well, you do okay. Come out to a show. Let's meet this and this. You know, let me, you know, hear your work. Things like that." It's it's not it's not. They don't bar anybody. People are always looking to collaborate. People are always right. looking to add you to a show. I mean, if you show support and you start to go to shows, people will notice that, and yeah. then they will start to like help you out. It's it's amazing because I noticed it firsthand. Um, I mean, pretty much the guys at Buffalo Hip Hop Collective, we we try to go to pretty much every show we can go to, mm-hmm. and um, we've been at shows where there's not been a lot of people there. And we'll have the artists come up to us and they'll just be like, thank you so much. Like, we noticed that you guys were like at the show. And um, we also will always try to like post them on the story. Right. Mm-hmm. And always just like, so people can see that like these people are good performers and that like these shows are worth going to. So um, they'll thank us for that too. And they'll just be grateful. It's, it's, it's really, it's awesome, man. I love it a lot. How many, what is your team? How many guys you got over there? So um, actually, how, it's a funny story how it happens. So um, originally it was just me doing the blog. Nice. And then um, la- later on, like later on, I um, I saw that there was just a, a Instagram account called Buffalo Hip Hop Collective, and I had a feeling mm-hmm. it was someone I actually knew. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to him, and I was like, "Hey, are you doing this account?" And um, he was like, "Yeah." And that's all. That's all. My friend David Mirabella, um, he he was running the account, and originally he was just kind of posting like albums himself. Mm-hmm. And it's it's actually so so cool too because. Um, I brought um, the two guys in the collective to Rotadors too. Oh, okay. And that's when they really like saw the community and they were like, this "Yeah, that's is a, a good uh, that's a good event too." It's a yeah. it's a perfect yeah. event because they got to see like everyone, and that's actually where we filmed that. Um, we recently posted Free Music Party on like, right. the account. Yeah, and that's where yeah, we, we got appreciate that. that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're always trying to just post everyone in the community. Um, but I reached out to him and I was like, "Hey, man, like." Um, I know a lot of people don't really read blogs that much. Like, can I help you out? Because like, um, I pay attention to a lot of the albums that come out and I, I just really like this community and, Mm -hmm. um, let me help you out. And honestly, from that point on, we like made it a, uh, just, uh, we always wanted to go to every show. We wanted to like, we always tell people to reach out to us, like show us your music. And Mm -hmm. if we, if we really like your music, we'll always post it. Um, and I mean, it's just really cool. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect it to really turn out as well as it's turned out recently, honestly. Yeah, it's certainly gained footing, especially as of recently. We've talked about this before on this podcast with a big Buffalo name on, on national TV with Griselda and Absolutely. obviously signing major contracts. People are going to are looking towards Buffalo. But just in the local scene itself, a lot of... It, it still is uh, it still is kind of um, directed chaos where they're all directing their energies towards hip hop music, but it like it's not there's not like one you know bureaucracy that's saying okay someone put out this someone put out this it's all everybody's kind of working independently but together uh, towards the same thing, um, so it's in, it's definitely gained um, it's I think. Honestly, if you take like two years ago to now, it's like changed almost completely. Oh, absolutely. Um, in how Buffalo hip hop is looked at and how it's formed. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with um, the fact that like um, there's been people who have been around for a really long time and they made it their duty to really um, put on for these new people. I mean, you have Ooze Gang. Um, I mean, I know they put on for a lot of people. I mean, I know Billy Asco has helped a lot of the young people in the community. I know that um, Kevin mentioned it in my interview and I know you guys just did a podcast with him. So like he really looks out for a lot of the people in the community. Um, 
And that's kind of the cool thing about Griselda is um, they have a lot of people that are like about to come out. And I mean, like Shayna Noir, like she's probably one of the best rappers in the city. Like she's a part of like that group. Um, 38 Special is really good. Like there's a lot of people that are on the cusp of coming out and they've all like looked out for all of these young people and including us. I mean, we like Skate Cobain's going to be in our next show. Like that's kind of crazy. Like it's a free show. Like, I mean, just the fact that he's doing that for us and like he was enthusiastic about it. I mean, that's just awesome, man. I, 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 I this community just blows my mind. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, everybody can say in hindsight that it makes sense that the community would be so supportive, but tr I mean, truly in hindsight, if you look at Buffalo's, local music scene minus the hip-hop a lot of places you know people in buffalo are, are extremely willing to hear local music like extremely willing uh, regardless of the genre um obviously like different genres we talked about before get into certain bars easier than not but the people themselves forget the bar owners but just the people everybody's willing to go i mean buffalo's a drinking town you get into a bar you get into a venue there's going to be people there Regardless, I mean, obviously, there's better days to do it than not, but I think everybody's willing to hear music in Buffalo, regardless of the source. It does not have to be mainstream music, which is a net good. A lot of people don't do that. I mean, and I, 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 I you have a really good point with that, but the, uh, another big issue I think with Buffalo is that like uh, we don't get enough people out, actually out at shows. Like we we have like we we have a great community that does come out to shows, but. Venues don't book a lot of hip hop. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of the shows are at Nietzsche's. I mean, there was a there was a period of time where people had to always go to Stamps, which is all the way Trump's in Tonawanda. Exactly. Yeah. The location and the name of the place is hugely important. And it's again, we it's it's like the big Buffalo question is where and how can we move in a way that exposes this music to the most amount of heads without having to basically just plead for these name bars to let us in i mean some of the shows you know first of all like any any show in buffalo winter not this past winter because it's been mild but like typical buffalo winters where it gets 10 below or it gets zero degrees like having a show in the winter even if you have it on a friday saturday struggle people people who aren't fans of that music or who aren't following buffalo hip-hop it's gonna be hard to get them there so it's a lot of factors um it is a question though. How how are how is Buffalo artists? Can Buffalo artists get massive, at least just local exposure without having to go to venue or rec room or one of those places? I don't know. I, I think for a period of time, the answer to that was the the basement show wave, where you kind of you throw this party, but you also have a couple acts doing a set, and you hope that these people who came to party end up liking this music and paying attention. Right. Which I think we're kind of moving away from, or it could just be the winter. But for a period of time, that was the answer. We were starting to solve it, but at the same time, I mean, me and you saw that firsthand when we threw ours. People came to party. It, yeah. No one cared about the music. It's a hat toss for parties, though, because you can get a bunch of people there, and they're all listening to music. Are any of them at that party going to pursue that music on their own or question who was that and there? I don't know. Some people just see the person at the party as like, oh, it's just an act going on. Like, I'm here at a party. So it's difficult. There, It's difficult to... How do you how do you show your pro professional about your craft at the same time? It's difficult. This is all questions that are difficult for Buffalo to answer. It it, it is it, it's kind of crazy too because like it really did start in the basement like you yeah. mentioned like there's the whole anti venue tour there was all that like really stuff that people like laid the base with now, and it has shifted. Um, there's a lot more shows on at bars. Um, I mean, 
Sugar City has a lot of shows. I mean, that's where we've we've thrown both of our shows. Um, it's just the fact that like it it's open to like more ages and um, it's it's fairly cheap and most people can kind of get to it. Yeah, I mean they're very welcoming too. I've been there yeah, at least twice. Ex- exactly, they're they're really welcoming and they're gonna let most people in. Um, w- that's why we tend to like to go through them. I mean, the whole mission of like Buffalo Hip Hop Collective is to like we really want to put on the artists of the city. We want to uh, expose their music to everyone. We want people to start coming out to shows. So um, if it means throwing a free show, like we're going to do it. Like we really want people to come out to this show. How did, um, as a side note, you got this show sponsored. Yeah. How did that come about? So um, our first show, uh, Buffalo Hip Hop Collective uh, Day, um, it did actually fairly well. Um, A lot of people did come out. And um, I happened to work at Art of Glass and he was like... um, I'm impressed with what you did. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm willing to like pay for the cost of the show, and like, we'll put we'll put on that show for you. So it's actually really awesome. That, that is cool. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool because like before, like it was a lot of people who had to just like put on their own show. But like, if we start mm-hmm. getting like smoke shops involved and just other places that are kind of a part of like hip hop culture, like it would just really help. Also, I mean, as a venue owner. Um, or a bar owner, if I've, somebody comes to me in a professional manner and says, look, I got, I got five independent businesses that want to back a show and I'm coming to you first or wherever the number is. I'm coming to you to ask if we can put the show on here. These five you know, investors are going to cover the cost of the show. And then obviously whatever you make at the bar, you make at the bar, blah, blah, blah. Um, maybe that's the step in the right direction. So, because this is the first time I've ever seen a show sponsored. It it, it I, it's definitely a good step. I think it, if we get more sponsors, we can start booking bigger venues, and then we mm-hmm. can start having. I mean, I mean, a few sponsors, you got an event. Yeah, it's not just a show. Now you got a few sponsors with a vested interest. Maybe they want to, you know, throw their hat in the ring. Who knows? I mean, it, the best point thing would be if we if it all led to like a festival. That'd be amazing. Um, I never even thought about like the sponsor thing. I mean, it's really cool. Um, I think it would be really like awesome if like you had more of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I think just more people really need to just take that like leap and like be like, I'm gonna put myself on this show. And like, if it doesn't do well, it doesn't do well. But you keep going. Like, honestly, like more people need to be willing to like put themselves out there. Um, we have a lot of people who will like reach out to the account and mm-hmm. ask us like, how do you put on a show? And we'll, we'll be like. We like we'll give you the tools. Like I'll tell you how to do it, but like we we can't put you on a show like all the time. Right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's just a given. Yeah. I mean, like you'd be surprised, but like I, I don't want to really get into that type of stuff. But I, the whole point is like I really want to have like the best of the best. That's why like this show I reached out to really good acts mm-hmm. because it's gonna be a free show mm-hmm. and like people are gonna want to see something they're gonna want to remember. Yeah, you definitely, yeah. You want to you want to crowd please at any of these shows. You want the crowd to walk away with at least a, whatever they saw, part of the show. They really were like, I had a really good time at this part or this act, or I saw all these acts were really great. Um, uh, what I what, Here's my next question. Speaking of giving crowd a good uh, experience, do you think that, and uh, another topic that's come up before, that performance on stage is that its own craft do you look at that when you sign acts onto a show like how are they going to be on stage is that going to translate to a good experience for the audience it's absolutely um a factor you always have to look into um like i've mentioned before we do go to a lot of the shows so we kind of um 
we've seen a lot of the acts that we put on before, so we know that they're good yeah. at performing. And performance is its own art, man. Like you really have to take your time to rehearse, and you have to go into shows like ready because like. What if you forget your lines? What if like yeah, there's that could, so many other things going on. It, that, yeah. I mean, that could be the first time someone's seeing you. You don't want to mess right. that up. That's the thing about this Buffalo community is like I would say more than fifty percent of the time, half of the people are just there for the first time. They're there with a friend. I mean, yeah. a lot of the people go to the same shows because they have friends and mm-hmm. or they they're really yeah. big fans. But a lot of the time, it is new eyes, and you you never can mess up in front of new eyes because then. You. First impression is huge. Absolutely. First impression is Absolutely. huge. And a lot of people, not a lot of people, but some people are getting their first impressions of of artists in, I see this in Buffalo a lot. Some people are getting their first impressions through, not even through the shows. They're getting them through posts from social media, whether it's a retweet from their friend or whatever. And this is where I urge anybody to, to go to a show before you say you like or dislike anybody in Buffalo hip hop, you should definitely go and see them because it's a totally different, it's a totally different thing. It is because um, there is so, with with the um, accessibility to music now, it is it is so easy to make really good music now. Yeah. Um, you have audio tune at your fingertips. Um, you can make really good mu- sounding music. It, it's really good to, it's really easy to make music now and it is a really good thing. But if you don't take the time to practice, I, I think it just doesn't translate. And yeah, you should sure. always go see someone to perform. Like if you like their music, support them. If they're from the era, you should absolutely go find when they have a show and then go to that show. Right. I mean, a lot of especially um, a lot of the fan bases, college aged kids, um, usually like yeah, eighteen to twenty two, whatever. Um, a lot of those kids, even if they're not out of state for school, if they're Buffalonians. A lot of them don't work. What else are you doing on a Saturday night or a Friday night, you know? So it's like if it's in the area and you claim to be a fan or you want to be a fan of the Buffalo music, go. Go to the show. It's not that, you know, it's not difficult. So A lot of the times the shows are um, never even that long, too. So it's not going to consume all your day. You can, I mean, there's plenty of times where I work before and then I have like three hours and then I can go to the show. Right. So, I mean, you can really always go to a show um, and there's always a show for you. There's shows at um, the Tabernacle, which are really relaxed and there's a bar and anyone can go. See, that's a place I've never been. That's, uh, that's on, uh, that's, that's, I was just there. That's on Lexington. It's right it's, behind it Sweetness 7. Sweetness 7. That's what I was going to say. The coffee yeah. shop. What is that connected to? Okay, yeah, I've never been to a tabernacle show yet, but I want to go. So there's, um, have you gone to one of the ones? So there's a an event that's held called Selective Representatives. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rodriguez puts it together because um, B Daylight hosts it. Yeah, I've been to one of those ones when it was at Nietzsche's. I think it oh, might have cool. been the first one. Um, that one was pretty good. I haven't been to the ones that he since have moved to the tabernacle, but I know that that event series has been pretty good in highlighting members of certain groups yeah um not to cut you off what, what else you were saying no no you, it was awesome oh. uh, it's been really cool because they will bring people from groups it's um there's been shows where you'll see just uh sus king brad from mm. freak the mighty or you'll just see bendy face from 14 trap doors um they always just bring someone and it's usually like a just a five person lineup it's a really relaxed night and um you can have that but then you can have shows like the dark tournament where um, it's at Mohawk Place, which honestly uh, is mon- monumental. I think like booking yeah, Mohawk huge. Place is, is super hard. It's and, extremely hard. Um, I mean, there's been, so, I even wrote about it, but like there's been a lot of problems and like they have very odd practices. A lot of places in Buffalo have very odd practices yeah. that are almost geared against hip hop in a way. 
Yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these bars have either been owned by the same person or the same family of people for a long, long time. Um, even places like Rec Room, which you may think is like a relatively new phenomenon or venue, which is relatively a few years. It's not true. It was Lux and it was, uh, you know, whatever it was, they changed names when they get in trouble. And it's really the same group of people that own basically those bars. So um, it's hard to get, it's hard to get acceptance for sure. And one of the most valuable things that came out of, if you ever saw the cult, the culture documentary Xavier Kyle put out, is that oh, is that the one that was at? Uh, it was at Riverworks. Um, Riverworks. Yeah. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. You can, I believe, view it uh, online it now. Right now. It might be. Yeah. It might be on YouTube right now. Right, I'll um, check it out. Regardless of any other thoughts I have on that documentary, the, one of the most valuable, if not the most valuable, piece of that documentary was his interview with um, venue DJ and promoter. Tim Walton and their DJ Rancan. Yeah, I think Rancan was there. Rancan really didn't have a lot to say, but Tim Walton was defending the position of bars being anti-hip-hop or just anti-black, and he was saying that, you know, his excuse was he wants the inside to look a certain way, and, you know, without saying so many words, it it was not a good look for him. I'm I'm very shocked he did an interview for... And he was so candid like that? Yeah. He he basically, the way he said it, he basically was like... When people come out to to venue or Chippewa, they wanna they wanna get dressed up, they wanna have a good time, they wanna see other people dressed up. Basically, they you you wanna pretend like you have money or whatever. That's that's basically what he was trying to say, and he was using that to defend the dress code and why they don't do hip hop shows and stuff like that. And it's like it's so basically, you're saying he was saying that the the crowds that 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 type of music draws or that type of look, if they just allowed anybody to wear anything. Um, would cause other patrons to have a bad time. And I'm like, well, that's not a good justification. And you don't have any, I mean, they didn't have any evidence for that. I mean, you know, I don't know. So actually, I I covered this in uh, pretty much my favorite article I've ever done where I was asking if Buffalo is geared against hip-hop because like uh, a lot of the practices venues do are against Mm hip-hop, to be honest. There is a dress code that is like no camo, uh, no hoodies. Right. It's it's very geared against just honestly just streetwear. Man, that no camo rule bothers me till this day. It's so I stupid. I, I have a fucking dollar fear god jack, and you're telling me because it's camo I can't wear this bitch, exactly. and it costs more than your girl's Forever Twenty One or <laughs> right. Fashion Nova dress. Like, exactly. come on, bro, fuck out of here. They don't. Know, they're not in tune to that level to that side of things. But they there's aren't. also something that they do too. That they there's so many. Think about it. So there's so many Twenty One Plus events. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people who are fans of hip hop are, I mean, they're, they're below that. I mean, th- obviously there's a lot of people who are above yeah. it, mm-hmm. but you can get a huge draw from people because kids that are, who are that young, they have a lot of time on their hands too. And yeah. they can come to show. It's true. You, it's a balancing act where I get it. I do. Mm-hmm. Because if you're Absolutely. under 21, first of all, laws are different in appliance to you. Second of all, they're more likely to be dumb and make dumb choices and come to a venue, you know, blackout drunk and you know issues happen so i get that rule i wish that there were different ways they went about it where maybe they do make a 16 17 or 18 plus show and then you know they don't serve that night or you know something like that because you're never gonna have a show with mixed audience where there's not i mean something's gonna be going on whether it makes a scene or not or the night goes fine and nothing happens i mean it's it's just a hard balance to strike it's liability whatever i get that but because these bars, they want to make money. 
They have a show. They oh, want absolutely. people buying drinks. That's where their money makers are. I know so. that bars, um, I mean, I totally get it in the case of bars because yeah. you do have alcohol, right. so you're trying to avoid a problem. Right. Um, I just think that with a lot of the cases, they, they don't need to be that. Or even some yeah, of the ones, they don't need true. to be 18+. plus. You can make it 17+. plus. I mean, I know that Sugar City is, I think, like they're letting us do all ages for this show. Mm-hmm. So anyone could come to the show, and it's a Saturday night, so hopefully we, That's huge. we do get a big draw. Mm-hmm. But that is a big issue, and we don't have enough um, just like venues that are um younger friendly because like we don't book canal side as much anymore we don't ever i mean no one ever books like the arena but right yeah but canal side is trying to whether it's intentional on their part or not they're welcome you know after t-pain and now they have rick ross coming out and ti and they're trying they understand that there's a crowd for this music and if they're getting let's be honest ti is not a you know an a-lister um, and they're drawing a decent crowd. T-Pain, I mean, T-Pain's just different. He drew that huge crowd. I imagine Rick Ross is going to draw a decent crowd. I'm not sure. Um, hopefully other smaller venues, when they get approached by somebody saying, hey, this is a, you know, I want to throw a show. This is the type of music. It's hip-hop. It's R&B. It's this, it's that. They are more, you know, attuned to it because they see what, they, you know, Canal Side drew a huge crowd for hip-hop. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I don't know. It, it's It's hard to... It's hard to gauge. I mean, I think the city is slowly becoming more welcoming. I mean, yeah. as they see people like T-Pain and, and all these other acts, I mean, there's Rack Room that's letting Freak the Mighty do a show. Um, venue, I know they have a partnership or work with Concert Crave, who brings in an artist, and they let a bunch of local guys open up for them. Yeah. Um, those shows tend to, tend to go really well. I did work one show one time with, with Apollo because he was a DJ. Um, although I don't really like the concert crave people, I think the thing that they're doing where they bring in local acts also to balance out this B tier or A minus yeah. star, I think that works. And I think if venues willing to take that chance and there's most of these people coming and enjoying these local acts, which you can see by how they're interacting with these guys while they're on stage, you should just take that chance and have a local night. I mean, yeah. you're only open on Friday nights. I mean, what what are you doing those other six days a week? Just give give some guy a chance. Yeah. Again, obviously, as an artist, you want the Thursday through through Saturday frame, but you'll take anything. Another thing oh, is, you're starting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A you're lot starting. of bars in Buffalo, you have stamps, which has a stage. It has a defined stage. A lot of other bars in Buffalo, I would even classified venue that that stage is a stage it's not much of a stage but it's 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 elevated they're not yeah. really constructed for acts they're not constructed really, no. for to be a bar and then sometimes let's have somebody up there there are other cities you know major cities even some less than major cities have a very well-known spots where artists perform and um, like for example before the weekend came up he would always perform at this one venue, I think it's called like the knocking room or something like that. It's the something room. And that is a known spot for local talent to perform at. And like um, Black, or as our, some of our friends call him, Six Lack, um, also performed there before he came up. And so, like, that's what Buffalo doesn't have yet is like a well defined, well uh, run 
and well-orchestrated venue that is, like, when you walk in, you know, you, yeah, this is for acts. Like, Mohawk Place obviously would be one, but they're strict. That's exactly what I was going to say, yeah. because the thing about Mohawk Place is if you go back in the day, you have tons of acts who right. became big right. that used to perform there. I mean, yeah. like, I know the White Stripes performed there when they right. were really young. Um, I'm even sure there are a few hip-hop acts that performed there back in the day, but, like, I, I don't know what changed, but they, they stopped, like, really wanting to book hip-hop i mean they did have a gains show um a little bit ago and they did have the dark tournament show but outside of that i i, I off the top of my head i really can't think of yeah, any other ones recently either. uh not at mohawk i mean i don't know it would be hard unless you were a buffalo historian to go yep this event you know see look at this news clipping and right after this the bars decided you know mohawk place was like well we're gonna take it easy like was there i don't remember my parents never tell me or anybody i know hasn't ever told me like oh yeah this is what happened at mohawk you know they had a hip-hop show and somebody got in a fight or somebody got hurt i don't know i don't know what it was but who it, knows at the end of the day it might just be buffalo's kind of just the nature of the people yeah. we just kind of have you know. to a lot of it is changing people's mindsets about hip-hop like they have right. to understand like that there are certain connotations that don't apply and a big thing about buffalo hip-hop is that um it is a very different style yeah like as much as you have griselda where it's very um gritty and grimy and like they're just talking about like their life in the trenches right and you can go to, but my point about that is a lot of the people in the underground right now and the people that we see perform a lot, they're either very old school style-ish mm -hmm. with a twist or just very different. I mean, like, yeah. I would say that, like, including free, if you guys have free music party and then you have Freak the Mighty and you have a lot of other people that have a lot of different styles of part of their music. It's not your traditional right. hip hop. It's, it's not like that of... It's the, not the gangster up of the 90s, which, exactly. is, which is probably what these bar owners who were maybe younger bar owners back then are, st are, you know, holding up on. They're like, well, rap, gangster rap. I don't want gangsters here. Like that's that's like such a it's such a warped perspective. But I can see older bar heads having that. I mean, look at Freak the Mighty. Look at Free Music Party. We're all suburban kids. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, yeah, some, you know, Buffalo, you lived in Buffalo. But if it's North Buffalo, it's really you know, it's not we're, we're we're not Griselda where we're you know, you know, in our thirties and still doing hand to hand heroin yeah. sales. The that's why the music's different is because it's not what it it's not that it's that's that's it. It's a simple explanation. It's not gangster rap because you know kids kids a lot a big swath of kids in this movement are not are not like you know they don't come from they all come from very different backgrounds. Let's say yeah. it's not like the same old time old tale. Um, but I don't think, I don't think people older than us understand that. Well, they, they definitely don't understand that. And then that's a good point because there are people, there's acts from all over the place right. who, all over. who bring, I mean, you have, um, your Niagara Falls guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have like, um, Lil Yami Kai and then you have, um, there's big Steez and then there's Kesey LaFleur obviously. And they have a pretty distinct style. Mm -hmm. And then you have like the people from like North Buffalo, um, which are very, I mean, it's much more like, uh, based it's very like um and then the beats are very more like um they, they they take a lot of different musics and then you have east side which is still pretty grimy right and then you have west side which is really like um different i mean mm. like you have chango and then you have um i i mean freak the mighty is kind of west side now but it's there's a lot of different styles i mean they're not distinct to those areas but mm -hmm. a lot of the people who work around them tend to have distinct styles yeah I, I would agree. I think Buffalo is a, I mean, it just it just is. I mean, again, it's not something we've touched on. It's just an amalgamation. It's a mixture of a lot of different sounds coming out of it. Um, so 
I don't know. We'll see in the next couple of years if we get more acts in more places. You know, I can't wait to see a poster that just shocks me. That I'm just like, whoa, okay. They got, you know, they got this huge, you know, amount. Let's say they got six acts in a place. I'm like, whoa, they got six acts in Mohawk on a Friday. Like, that'd be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of what we want to do. Right. Like, our whole thing is like, I mean, this is only our second show, but like, we have other shows in the plans. And Mm -hmm. like, I just helped put together um, a listening party for um, Q Prodigal. So, I mean, I want to just keep doing stuff. Like, that's the whole point of it is like to get more eyes on it, to constantly be posting about it so people see it and that they know that um, we're going to be posting about it. Like, if you want to rely on us for seeing what Buffalo Music is going to be coming out, we're going to be posting on it. We post everything from griselda to some just like person that you've never heard of like that's the whole point is like we have to get more eyes like we have right. to put on and it kind of validates you know a lot of what the artists are doing if they do something and you post it and then they they're like oh you know what let's work towards a show and then you know this young artist finally gets towards a show and then again they're getting a little more recognition because they're at the show it's like a positive feedback loop they're going to keep working and getting better you're going to have more content to put out that's why people outside the uh the movement that can have eyes in are hugely important hugely so, I mean, that's why magazines like Complex or like XXL are so successful because, you know, you need them. They, you need that kind of interplay. You can't, the movement can't just come up with, with no one looking at it and talking about it or writing about it or, or vlogging about it or posting about it. It really, it just, to be summed up, it, it just needs someone behind it. I, that's just all it is. You need someone booking shows constantly who's not really an artist because an artist is just going to put himself and his friends. You need someone on the outside who keeps doing these things. I mean that's what uh that's how Cole Bennett started. Before Lyrical Lemonade was a thing, he just he just kept doing these things for artists behind closed doors. Just kept booking shows, kept doing this and that. And now he's he's a company and people are looking at Chicago. People are looking at him to break these artists on his uh on his YouTube. I I think that's really just all it takes, is which is why what you guys are doing is good. Especially since you just said you uh, set up a listening party. That's that's needed. That's something that a lot of people overlook. They don't really want to do the listening party, but it's it's a good thing because you get people to hear your album before it comes out. You get people talking. And then I think Billy also, I just talked to him a couple of days ago. He's moving towards a direction also where if you need something done, he's going to connect you, whether it be a show, uh, a pop-up, um, merch, whatever. He said he's just starting a thing for younger guys to where if you need it done, if he can't do it, He'll find somebody who can, which is what's really needed in this culture, I think. Because the music is there. The music is definitely there. The shows, we have the energy. But there just needs to be people constantly in the background who aren't also making that music, who's pushing the it's, music. It's hard for what I've seen in a lot of different groups. Um, right now, it's just what they have to do because it's it's a matter of availability. But it's hard to be an artist and have the artist's best interest in mind and be the creative director and be the merch guy and be this that's that's what's hard that's what trips up a lot of people no. i think there's, um, there's a whole like part that's like is missing because like cole bennett is a huge point because right. like there is like a media end missing there's a lot of music there um there's uh you guys are a good podcast there's a local legends podcast which is another mm. really good po- podcast um I mean, there are a lot. There, there's a lot of like. There's Brett Mike Media who makes like good music videos and like he helps make the local legends podcast. Mm-hmm. But like Cole Bennett, like we need more people who are like making the music videos, like because people like to just go on YouTube and watch music videos. And like if there were yeah. more music videos for artists and there was just more of their music on things that weren't just SoundCloud, 
they would really be out there more. And like, it, that's the thing is like, people really need to just get their music more out there. And yeah, um, the media end, um, we need more people too. Like, I agree. yeah, yeah. Um, let's let me let's move in move into our our segment here because I feel like it's gonna be long. Um, so really, in our last segment, we talk about what you've been listening to recently. But I want to pose it as a dual question. So, what Buffalo music has really struck you recently or you've been listening to more recently and what other music in general it doesn't have to be hip-hop but it can obviously it can be um have you been been up to what's caught your eye or ear well so something that's been really good recently is um i don't know if you guys have listened yet but uh skate cobain has a new like album it's called art of procrastination 2 i seen the album i haven't listened to it yet so Same. it is on Bandcamp. Bandcamp right now. It's the link is in his bio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only it's 19 songs. It has really good features. It's got everyone. It's obviously got gains on it, but mm-hmm. there is a song with um, Naftali from Freak the Mighty. There's um, Zay Rose from like uh, formerly of a uh, Spacebound. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of really good features on it. Um, I've been listening to some older stuff. I've admittedly I've been listening to Billy Esco um, aesthetic raps volume mm-hmm. one is is such a good tape. Honestly, it's always yeah. really good to yeah. listen to. Um, I've been listening to. Uh, don't watch TV. Um, he's really good. Like uh, race car is such a good song, yeah. and then um, obviously Neon Nights is just so so good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd have to probably look at my phone more, but like I've been listening to a lot. I, well, Tony Boy just dropped something too. Um, we were about to post that on the page. He has a beat tape coming out. Um, I've also been listening to. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's a it's a band called uh, Empire of the Sun. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's one of my like old favorites. I've just been listening to them yeah. a lot recently. Yeah, wow, I forgot about them for a while. So did I. Interesting, Kalen. Any? What <sighs> do you? What do you? Uh, Son of a bitch. Let me. Uh, it. Let me look at my phone. You. I can just go if you're gonna take your time. No, um, no, it's fine. Well, I was just in my car. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I'm listening to this guy, Child, uh, Three Eyes. Um, he dropped an album this year, Synthetic Soul. Pretty good project to me. Um, hands off and Pirate, I think it's pronounced. Two very good songs. Hands off kind of gives me a weekend vibe. Count me out. It's kind of that melodic, like dark, not like dark, but kind of just like melodic good music that you just kind of chill to. Same thing with Pirate. Um, what else have I been listening to? Doja Cat, Say So, has been. In the top of my place. Yeah, seems to be that on is, top of Alana. That is a bop. I'll say it. That's a bop. I can't deny it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what else? Some some pop smoke, of course. Meet the Woo 2. Weekends after hours. Um, our board pro social chain smoking. And then lastly, Drake Chicago Freestyle has been also up there with Doja Cat in my place. Yeah, he's so, a big, big Drake guy. Not a huge Drake guy. Whenever but he drops anything that isn't a I song titled, whenever it's something freestyle or a song that you know it's not. If really, it contains a city's yeah. name, I'll play it. I'll I'll, I'll overplay it. Yeah. It's a good series that he has. His 4 a.m. in uh, Dallas. His whatever in Toronto. All good songs. He's well traveled. He's Drake. That uh, that wrap it up for you. Yeah, that's all. Okay, I've been um, to. I really haven't been listening to much lately. Um, I do want to talk about my excitement for the weekend's project. I'm a weekend stan, so I'm I'm excited for him to return to. It's not really even a return to. A lot of people think it is. It's going to be this huge return to House of Balloons type music. It's not. 
it's going to be, I mean, he's al- he's always been influenced by that stuff, but this is a, definitely a new phase, a new look. He's doing the media really well, obviously, because he has tons of resources now. Dropped a short film today. He did drop a short film today. Um, After Hours was, was a really good song. The production quality on that song, I think, is fantastic. Um, so I'm excited for Chapter 6, uh, entitled After Hours. Um, I wonder... I wonder what else is going to come with the album. Typically, he he was doing uh, like Puma releases, but I'm pretty sure he dropped them. So I don't know. We'll see what he does. But uh, other than that, just like my normal playlist stuff. Nothing really. I've just been taking a break from from heavy music listening for whatever reason. But um, I think that's it. I think I think that's it. I think that's an episode. Um, I'm gonna. Why don't you? plug your pl- plug all your pages oh awesome so um definitely give a follow to um buffalo hip-hop collective on instagram um we post a lot of new albums we're always going to post stories for shows feel free to send us your flyers for shows um we'll we'll post them on the story or we'll make a post about them um also um if you want to read any of my articles um you can find them at um emerging hip-hop buffalo dot blogspot.com as always, this has been Unwrapped. Um, <clears throat> you can find us everywhere. Podcasts are listened to pretty much. And uh, find us at Unwrapped Podcast 716 or just Unwrapped Podcast on Twitter. And, um, and at Max on Snapchat. He has one again. I actually only use that for specific purposes. Yeah, I want people to reach out to you. I want them to be your friend. Okay. What's and your, uh, what's your this Snapchat? This has been Unwrapped. Thanks, you everybody. Give your Snapchat.